0: It's such a blessing to know that each of these individuals coming not only have identified with our death of our Lord, but his resurrection as well. And the two that will begin for us are two sisters that are coming to be baptized together. And this is Mavis Johnson.
1: Good morning. My name is Mavis Johnson, and I am 17 years old. I grew up in a Christian home consisting of my loving parents and my three stubborn yet caring and compassionate siblings. I can never remember a time when Jesus wasn't talked about amongst my family. My days included Sunday school, youth groups, family prayers, and an occasional VeggieTale episode whenever I could. Although I had that foundation growing up, it wasn't until I was in my fourth grade Bible club class that I realized. Just because each member of my family had a strong relationship with Jesus Christ didn't mean I automatically had one, too. I had to make that decision for myself. My Bible Club leader, Mrs. Farrell, gave us an opportunity after our class to pray with her and ask the Lord into our hearts. I did that day, and that was a stepping stone into a life full of blessings, yet sometimes hardships, with my Savior Jesus Christ right by my side. Fast forwarding to my freshman year, I felt Jesus lay on my heart that I needed to go on this particular missions trip. We would be repairing homes and spreading the love of God to the less fortunate. I pushed this idea aside, telling God I did not want to get up at 7 a.m., wear long pants and a sweatshirt in 90-degree weather my first week of summer break. But time and time again, I felt this was what Jesus wanted me to do. So I went, and I really saw the light of Jesus shine during that week. These people had nothing, yet they had everything with him, and they were not afraid to show it. They had overcome obstacles that no human should have to go through, yet their faith was stronger than imaginable. Working alongside these people taught me the true meaning of trusting in Jesus through difficult times and believing that he is our almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Today I am loudly proclaiming my love for Jesus Christ. I am confessing that I have sinned, and I will probably sin again, and I am not perfect, nor will I ever be. I am here to tell all of you, but most importantly, my heavenly Father, that I love him and I want to give him all the honor and glory. For I trust in your unfailing love, my heart rejoices in your salvation. Psalm 13, 5.
0: Now, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Christ alone? Yes. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I now have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death. Raised with him to new life. And this is Madeline Johnson.
2: Good morning. My name is Madeline Johnson, and I'm here today as a public proclamation of my love for my Savior, Jesus Christ. Throughout my life, I've never been very vocal about my faith. I was never one to my family to volunteer to pray at dinner or to share my testimony in front of anyone. My relationship with God was very personal and quiet. My shyness with God came from a lifetime of anxiety that peaked in high school. My troubles with anxiety led me to believe that if I were to share about God or what he was doing in my life, I would say the wrong things or be rejected. Those thoughts were reinforced when I surrounded myself with negative people that did not encourage living a proud Christian life. At home, I could talk, about, I could talk with my family and my siblings about different ways God was working with me, or when I didn't understand what he was doing, but deep down, I knew that something was missing. I tried to avoid this issue because I had a strong relationship with God and was sharing it in the comfort of my home. After listening to Pastor Samra preach about stepping out in faith, I felt the Holy Spirit stir in me that I needed to share my faith with those around me and surround myself with people who could be good examples. At the same time, I transferred to Green Valley State University and began to get involved with campus ministries and found truly genuine, authentic Christ followers who have showed me what it's like to freely talk about God, regardless of who is in my company. I have felt the Holy Spirit nudging me once again to take a leap of faith. I can share my faith with my family and friends, but can I stand in front of a large crowd and open up my heart, proclaiming I love the Lord? So today I'm proud to say that I can live Acts 28:31 proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness and without hindrance. Thank you.
0: Now, thank you for your boldness and your courage to share your testimony with all of us. Now, do you reaffirm for each of us that you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world, your own evil desires, and follow Christ alone? Yes. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death. Raised with him to new life. And this is Tyler Wemple. Hello, my name is Tyler Wemple.
3: I grew up in a Christian home and have been a Christian for as long as I can remember. My mother would read the Bible to my brothers and I when we were kids. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I started going to church and reading the Bible every day. I was afraid to stand before all of you, but the Lord kept this verse in my mind. It is from Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Thank you. Amen. And
0: Tyler, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Christ alone? Yes. Amen. Well, because of that testimony, my brother, I now have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death...
4: Raise with it, everybody.
0: And this is Lori Sivens.
3: My baptism today is proclaiming my love for the Lord, our God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I was born into a Christian home and baptized as a baby in the Congregational Church. My earliest memories of being a follower of Jesus was as a young girl who liked Sunday school and vacation Bible school, but really enjoyed my time talking with him from my perch in an apple tree that was in our yard. My dad was leadership in the church, and my mom was the church treasurer. I was surrounded by family and friends and neighbors in that church. We were in church every Sunday, and we left church doors. We didn't open the Bible or study the word, though I knew my parents loved the Lord. As I grew older, I continued to attend church. Each week as I entered my teens, I began to rebel. I continued to go to church in Sunday school, but my lies about my social life came easily. This continued and grew bigger and bolder as I entered my teens, late teens, and my parents wanted me to join the church. I told my parents that I, I wasn't sure that the congregational church was right for me. This was at a time when my parents were increasingly concerned or what was happening in society in general and the impact on their children. At that time, my parents threatened my social life if I didn't join the church. So I did, but I also could not wait to leave home. All of my sins were forgiven after all. I was a Christian. As soon as I could, I left home, but bounced back due to economics and the breakup with Mr. Wright. I brought home with me my sinful ways and was just a bad daughter in full rebellion. Mr. Wright had moved on, so I married Mr. Wright now. The marriage failed. Mr. Wright was now free due to a divorce as well. We married the weekend of the 1978 blizzard, and we raised two boys and had weekend visits with his son from a previous marriage. We joined the Lutheran Church to find a bridge from his Catholic upbringing and my faith. I participated in a guild and communities or, or committees We were raising our sons in that church, but soon there was a move to my hometown in search of better schools for a son who was struggling. And in that move, we did not move into a church home, trying the Lutheran church and my former church of my parents. But the schools were good, and my sons both graduated ready to move on. What I didn't know was my husband felt it was time for him to move on as well. He wanted out and did not want to seek counseling. He was out. I was lost. I was alone. (laughs) What was I going to do? I prayed for help. And during that time, when I was so anxious, I saw so many beautiful blessings. As I look back on this time, the path was being lit for me. I needed counseling. A work associate suggested the Christian Counseling Center. Where was I going to live? In a work meeting, a friend mentioned in passing and not specific to my needs, that there were condos being built in her community, which was within walking distance of my work. How was I going to handle money? My husband had handled these matters. I didn't have a clue. Every song on the radio would bring up memory, so I listened to the talk radio, and Dave Ramsey began to help me with money. Another friend told me about divorce care at Calvary, which brought me to Saturday night at Calvary. All of this helped bring me the healing of my heart, the renewal of my faith in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The verse I'm going to share with you today is from John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, and do not be afraid. Amen.
0: Well, Lori, thank you for that testimony. And do you reaffirm for all of us that you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes. Amen. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I now have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death. Raised with him to new life. This is Layla Camille.
5: Good morning. My name is Layla Grace Camille. I was always a Christian, so I don't know what it's like to not believe in Jesus. My parents were the first people to ever introduce me to Jesus, and they also taught me that I am a sinner and need a Savior. I am being baptized today because I need to get closer to God and remind me my sins are forgiven. Because today is Easter, I wanted to read Matthew 28, verses one through seven. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning and his robe was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken from fear that they became like dead men. But but the angel told the the woman, Don't be afraid, because I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been resurrected, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead. In fact, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. Amen.
0: Now, Layla, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins?
5: Yes.
0: And do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes. Amen. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death, raised with him to new life. And this is Ainsley Camille. Good morning.
5: My name is Ainsley Camille. I have been a Christian all my life, but when I was younger, I didn't really know Christ. But since I was little, I can't really explain how I felt before I knew Christ. The people who really influenced my Christian life are my mom, dad, and pastors. My mom and dad first introduced me to Christ, but when I went to church and listened to the pastors, I really understood what it meant to be Christian. I really want to be baptized today so that I can be a better Christian, so that I can see through God's eyes and understand what it means to be Christian. My life has become better now that I'm a real follower of Jesus. I feel closer to him. I feel like I understand Jesus and how to be a Christian.
0: Nainsley, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone?
6: Yes.
0: Well, with that testimony of faith, my sister... I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death, raised with him to new life. This is Stephanie Kreft.
7: That's my son. Um, Good morning. For the longest time, I didn't think I had a very interesting testimony. My parents were missionaries in the Middle East and taught me about Jesus before I can even remember. While my commitment to follow Christ has grown as I have gotten older, I can never remember a time where it wasn't part of my life. Only when I was sharing my boring testimony at my small group did someone say something simple but enlightening. He said, that's what we want for all kids growing up in the church, to know who Jesus is, to know they are sinful, and to accept Christ as the Lord of their life. And I realized he was right. That's what we want for all children growing up in the church, and that's what I want for my two boys, Jonathan and Joel. You may be wondering why I'm getting baptized now if I have been a Christian for so long. My parents had told me, They really wanted to be present when I was baptized, but between attending a missionary kid boarding school and returning to the U.S. for college, the opportunities for baptism while my parents were present was infrequent. That is not to say it couldn't have happened, but I was not particularly convicted about the need to be baptized and didn't really pursue it. Last September, between my small group praying for me and my study of Jesus' baptism in Mark, I realized that it was something that I needed to do. I decided that it had to happen regardless of whether or not my parents could be present. In October, my dad returned to the U.S. for a missions conference, and upon his return to the Middle East, he was denied reentry. He flew back twice and was still unable to get into the country where he and my mom lived. Eventually, my mom packed up their apartment and came back to the U.S. to join him. While we are still unsure why God allowed that door to close, I do know that my parents are here to see me baptized Mm. through no attempt at coordination by human hands. I am so thankful that God allowed my parents and my brother to be here to witness this concrete declaration of faith.
0: Well Stephanie, do you reaffirm for all of us before the Lord that you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I have. And do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes. Amen. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death, raised
4: with him to new life.
0: This is Jen
8: Knapp. Good morning. I came to faith in Christ when I was 16 years old. Hearing the good news that Jesus Christ left heaven to give his life as payment for the sins of the world, including mine, radically awakened my heart. Almost three years ago, God gave my husband and I a very hard assignment. It involved uprooting our lives and three daughters and traveling across the world to serve an orphan ministry. We said yes to this assignment, but things didn't go well, to say the least. Because of spiritual warfare and other complications, our family began to crumble. We came off of the field as my mom's health was quickly declining in her last year of life battling breast cancer. In the midst of our lives falling, feeling like they had fallen apart, I entered into a very dark season of depression. Wrestling through depression is a gloomy and difficult place even for followers of Jesus. You try everything you can to get better, And when nothing is working the enemy will start asking where your God is if he's really promised to take care of you and simultaneously Satan will deceive you into thinking that you don't belong to the very thing God often wants to use to help restore you his church the journey of depression got darker as my marriage was also under attack the grief of our shattered dream and ministry was pushing me and my husband apart we were hurting and isolated In our weakness, we were directing our pain towards each other, and neither of us knew how to get past feeling like failures. I honestly don't know why, but we faithfully continued coming to church, and because of God's unique presence in the gathering of the assembly, the Lord would always give me something extra to help me hold on. I'm so grateful for the lifeline Calvary was for me, and for the several brothers and sisters pleading the throne on our behalf. As this wilderness season continued, God was way ahead of us, working in ways I couldn't imagine. In February, he performed several unbelievable miracles that allowed us to be a part of the group that traveled to Israel. While, we could have, while he could have worked out his rescue in Grand Rapids, he chose to have us wait for very specific reasons. And more often than not, you cannot see those reasons while you're waiting. We spent eight full days hearing the teachings of our Lord in many of the exact places he taught them. After three days in the gift of taking my eyes off of my circumstances and my past struggles, something began to shift. Not only in me, but also in my husband. Our hearts began to soften. There was one particular afternoon on our tour where our bus stopped, and our assignment was to hike up a hill, landing us in the terrain of a literal wilderness. We were given some quiet time to reflect there, and it was in that place that I was able to ask the Lord why he had left us in this wilderness. His response astounded me. He gently reminded me of the many ways in the past several years he had provided help that I wasn't willing to receive, that all I've wanted to do in this season is run from the pain and the questions and the suffering. And then he lovingly told me that I would never be a failure to him. As he strategically placed the vision of a cross in my sight, he then graciously asked if I was ready to turn back to the cross and prove his promises true. There were countless highlights in Israel, including the beginning process of restoring my marriage. But it was specifically in that wilderness place that I felt the Spirit's prompting to get up. And so, on this Easter morning, the very day that our Lord came out of the grave, He has spoken very clearly and saying, Jen, if you're going to follow me, it's time to get out of yours. Because the same power I use to roll the stone away from the grave is the same power I've placed inside of you. The same mercy I gave to the blind man at Bethesda when I said, do you want to get well? Get up, pick up your mat, and walk, is the same mercy I am extending to you. And the same authority I gave to David when he chose five small stones to slay the seven-foot-tall Goliath with is the same authority I have given you to take down your giants. In a gathering this size, I know there are many of you sitting in a wilderness, even on Easter Sunday. You may have been in it for three weeks, three months, or even 33 years but I am here to testify that no matter how long your wilderness, even if you can't feel it or see it right now, Jesus is right there in it with you. Because the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast, First Peter 5.10. Jesus, thank you for seeing me. I'm choosing to get baptized today because I need to publicly declare that I believe I belong to you, and you belong to me.
0: Jen, that's a powerful testimony of the Lord's closeness to you. And so do you affirm to him before all of us that you have placed your faith in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit today to renounce Satan, This world and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death, raised with him to new life.
4: We're going to begin this morning with Brendan Bigsby. Good morning, Calvary Church. I grew up in a Christian home. For as long as I can remember, my parents loved the Lord and taught me to do the same. I thank the Lord each day for my parents and the upbringing they gave me. I spent my youth learning about the Lord and loving him. And at the age of 18, I made a public profession of faith. The fact that this came right before I went to college was no coincidence. I started this chapter of my life armed with the Lord by my side. My relationship with God grew even stronger through those years, and the Lord blessed me as I met my beautiful wife. Through this, I gained another strong Christian support system in my in-laws, who have consistently inspired me to grow closer with God. My wife and I started coming to Calvary five years ago, and since that time, the Lord has put baptism on my heart. I was baptized as a baby, and I thank my parents for this. Yet, once I listened to a sermon Pastor Samra gave on baptism, I recognized the importance of baptism by immersion and felt compelled to be baptized here at Calvary Church. The verse that has stuck with me through my walk in faith is Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God,
0: Well, Brendan, do you affirm to the Lord and before all of us that you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit to renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my brother, I now have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death. Raised with him to new life. And this is Tara Capeson.
9: Good morning. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I've been a Christian my entire life, raised by loving Christian parents. My mom's here today. Um, baptized as a baby, confirmed as a teen. Church was a priority. I married a Christian. He was baptized here two years ago. Have kids who are now young adults who I'm very happy are believers as well. My faith has always been something that's been there in the background, operating, existing, when I think about it on reflection, it's, it's kind of something that really, I wasn't nurturing very much. So when you don't nurture something, it doesn't grow. So I decided to make a change, joined this church several years ago. Um, and that made a very big difference. I'm always amazed at the sense of God in this place. Um, joined Bible studies, started to trying to just make a difference and feel God more in my life. And I really thought I did the right thing. I was beginning to feel a difference, closer relationship with God, and that was always good. I felt like I chose the right path. Then one Sunday, Tom was preaching on Peter's evangelism and the importance of publicly acknowledging yourself as a follower of Jesus. So I decided that, that was something that I needed to do, and it scared me a lot. I'm a private person, and I really did not want to be up here <laughs> professing my faith in front of thousands of people. But the nudge just wouldn't go away, and it just kept whispering in my ear. I watched my husband do it several years ago, and that didn't make it easier either. But I decided that public baptism was something that God put on my heart, and it was something that I needed to do. So the hard things are never easy, but I decided to do it. So here I am, listening, obeying, trying to put my faith into action. I believe that baptism is a public sign of what has taken place on the inside of me, an important step in my journey with Christ. Um, The the verse that has been on my heart for the past few months is Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, then you will be saved. He is risen. Happy Easter.
0: Tara, do you affirm before the Lord and publicly before all of us that you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death, raised with him to new life. And this is Lori Petrolia.
10: (laughs) Wow! I often like to look back and stand in amazement at all the ways the Lord has blessed my life. I see many significant stones of remembrance: a Christian home, parents who loved the Lord, a profession of faith as a teenager, marrying a strong man of faith, and basing our marriage on Christ children dedicated to the Lord, building a home in my husband's medical practice, and a renewal of our faith. Early on in our marriage, during my husband's residency, we realized that much of our faith was built on traditions and what our parents expected of us. We realized we had to make our faith our own personal relationship with Jesus Christ. This moment of truth was the most important spiritual building block for each of us and for our marriage. For me, Bible study became paramount in my life. Through Calvary Church, women's ministry, Christian role models, and leadership role, and missions trips, the Lord was growing this soft-spoken introvert of a woman. I praise God for the ways He grew me, because as you know, life is never easy. Marriage, raising children, and even ministry is never easy. My wonderful and talented husband, Bob, was a physician. He was competent, a perfectionist, and driven. He was a loving husband and and father, a man who truly tried to do it all, in spite of the fact that for almost all of our 40 years of marriage, he suffered with chronic pain of one kind or another. Looking back, I am amazed at how he so lovingly functioned, and the amount he accomplished in his 62 years. But a little over seven years ago, the Lord took Bob home after a short battle with an aggressive cancer. He died only four and a half months after his diagnosis. My Bob is dearly missed by all of us who knew him and loved him. My life suddenly changed, but the Lord told me immediately that he would never leave me or forsake me. He promised me He would fill my life with good things. First of all, my daughter and her husband started worshiping with me here at Calvary and totally included me in their family life. The Lord was the one who sold my house. He graciously provided friends to help me move into a new condominium. God filled my life with grandchildren, four beautiful grandchildren, and gave me wonderful opportunities to care for them Bible study continued to be the mainstay in my life. His word and his presence became more and more real every day. In fact, that is why I am here. Just this fall, we were studying the story of the woman who had a bleeding issue for 12 years, who by faith reached through the crowd to touch the hem of Jesus' garment and was immediately healed. As I put myself into the story, I, too, reached for Jesus' garment to be healed. Healed of what? Well, when you lose a loved one, you are left with lingering regrets, lingering guilt, thoughts of things that were left undone, things that you wish you may have done differently. And Satan knows how to use our guilt, exaggerating our shortcomings, especially when we are grieving. But our compassionate Savior does not look at us in that way. Like the woman in the story, my tendency would be to sneak away. But Jesus stopped me. And just like he stopped the woman in the story, he said, who touched me? And stopping her in her tracks, Jesus wanted her to acknowledge to the crowd what she had experienced. And I was humbled, as I'm sure she was, too. The Spirit told me that the woman could have melted into the crowd to enjoy her new health. But by stopping her and making her acknowledge what had been done, she received the even greater blessing of Jesus calling her daughter as he commended her for her faith. I had often contemplated being baptized but always had put it off. Now Jesus was telling me clearly that he wanted me to acknowledge him publicly in this way. So here I am in humble obedience to my precious Savior. By faith, seven and a half years ago, I stepped into a life of singleness. Jesus has filled my emptiness. Jesus has been my loving husband. Jesus has been my faithful companion, my dearest friend. He forgives all my sins. He has healed all my lingering doubts, guilt, and fears. He has covered me with his righteousness. He even calls me daughter. Like it says in Ephesians 1:14 through 15, by faith I know with all my heart that I am, I am marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing my inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. This baptism is a new stone of remembrance for me, one I will never forget.
0: Well, Lori, do you reaffirm for all of us that you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes, I do. And do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes, Amen. I do. Well, because of that testimony of faith, my sister, I have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in his death, and raised with him to new life. This is Dakota Tomac, and Dakota and I are going to do this testimony together. He really wants to share his testimony as well, and so we're going to tag team it. He's going to share some of it, and then I'll read along uh, with what he has shared.
6: <laughs> As I said you might not realize that I have She Very good. Here's what Dakota
0: has said so far. He says, hi, my name is Dakota, and I'm 12 years old. As I stand up here, you may not realize that I have cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy is when your brain gets damaged at birth. There are all different types of CP. With mine, it is hard for me to control my muscle movement, so I have problems walking, talking, and writing. But I have no cognitive problems, so I am just as smart as the other kids my age. (laughs)
6: ult er 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 now, I want to have a comfort. I know it's a good answer. I'm not having a good answer. i not I'm i not in my life now, so I, I, I have
0: Very good. He said, one day my mom was at the computer at our condo, and I told her that I wanted to believe in God. She helped me pray and ask Jesus into my heart. Even though I have Jesus in my heart, there have been times that I wanted to die and go to heaven and then come back as a new person without CP. My mom has helped me realize that it doesn't work that way. God has put people in my life who need encouragement by my story. Believing in God has helped me to overcome some of the challenges and obstacles that CP has given me in my life. Now sometimes, I feel like I don't even have CP. I love coming to Calvary Church, going to 5th and 6th and singing in Luminate on Wednesday nights, and going on the 5th and 6th grade missions trip last year. Being involved here has helped me grow closer to God. A few weeks ago, Pastor Lee talked about baptism, and after hearing that, I decided that I want to obey God and be closer to Him by being baptized today.
6: (laughs) Amen,
0: he says, My favorite Bible verse is found in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I like this verse because throughout my life I have realized that I can do anything I want if I just believe in God. And he closes with this statement, He has risen. (laughs) Well, Dakota, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. And, and do you commit today to renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and follow Christ alone? Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, because of that testimony of faith, I now have the privilege of baptizing you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in his death, raised with him.